you have to make him priority in your right. life. If you're truly trying to follow Christ, this isn't an either or thing. It's just prioritizing the right, right. thing. That's right. all it is. You've right. got to make sure that you keep Jesus as priority in your life. But, but in following Jesus, I mean, there's going to be some pain and some sacrifice. And he's saying, we live in a world that doesn't want pain. So you want to medicate everything. You want, you're going to way over medicate opiates. You're going to way over medicate in antidepressants. So we're so soft as a nation. We can't accept pain. We can't accept risk. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMahon. Along with me is Mark Hostetler. And the one I've been thinking about this passage for a while, and it's the one where it says, if you basically, if you lose your life, you'll gain it. If you try to gain Mm -hmm. your life and keep your life, protect Mm -hmm. your life, save your hide, you're going to lose it. And, and I thought about it. Now, we, we're looking at the Bible here, and I know there's a lot of opinions about the days in which we live. There's a lot of uh, opinions about health. There's a lot of opinions about vaccinations and masks and so on and so forth. But the one thing that shouldn't really come down to opinion is what Jesus said, because that's not really an that's opinion. Right. And I think that's that right. we do have to take it seriously. And the one thing that we learn from these verses, first of all, take Jesus as the priority, because it says in Matthew 10, 37 through 39, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And I think right there, I mean, he starts out, if you love your father or mother more than me, you're not worthy of me. Wow. And I've always thought what a stunning statement that is, because typically in Christianity, it's not either or. You can love Jesus and love your parents at the same time, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's what we should be doing, right? We should, our, the most important commands are to love God himself and then to love others. I mean, it's not a, uh, you either got to hate everyone and love me or you're not doing the right thing, kind of, right. you know, that's not the teaching at all, right. you know? I also think it's interesting that you're bringing this up when we're in a culture of people that are just consumed with trying to save their lives right now, right. you know? And uh, the fear-based decisions that we're making because of the, the fear of losing our physical life right, right. now, you know? So uh, I think this is really important. Um, well, I think, you know, too, of how many people you hear, well, I don't want to come to church because if I go to church, I'll make someone sick or, you know, I talk to another pastor and he was talking about somebody who just parks way away from everyone else because it's the loving thing to do and he doesn't want to make anyone everyone sick well you can't make people sick 52 weeks a year i mean if you actually had the virus usually you're going to know you have the virus right. i actually talked to an er doctor and there are two things and and i guess we should preface our remarks by this one thing he said to me was this it doesn't matter what you say. People are going to think what they're going to think. So it mm-hmm. almost doesn't matter. He said he doesn't even talk to people about it anymore. He thinks there's a lot of ridiculous things in our society. Mm-hmm. So so that was one thing. But he also said that asymptomatic people, there is no evidence that they actually pass COVID. He said, and that's been one big thing. Well, you might not know it and still pass it. He said there's there's very little evidence that that happens, and it's highly unlikely that it does happen, mm-hmm. that it's even a fact. We're scared of it, of something that is, in fact, he said, not happening. And another thing that he said is, in fact, not happening. He said, I have not seen people come in twice. He said, people that I've treated with COVID, that have come in with COVID, I do not see them again coming back. 
because they're not getting it twice. And that's he said, good that, news. that's a fact. As that's, a doctor, yeah. he said, as a doctor, this is what mm -hmm. I'm seeing. These are my experiences. Uh, they're certainly not getting it twice. But so with that said, you know, I know people are going to do what they want to do no matter what. But I've thought about that. Well, I have to protect everybody or I have to, I can't come to church or I can't fellowship or I can't serve because I'm, mom might get sick or dad might get sick. And I think about, well, I don't know why it has to be an either or thing as if I'm going to come to church and somebody's going to die. I mean, is that what we're thinking? Is no, that the, no, actually it shouldn't be. And really because of your first point here, because it's Jesus you have to make him priority in your right. life. If you're truly trying to follow Christ, this isn't an either or thing. It's just prioritizing the right, right. thing. That's right. all it is. You've right. got to make sure that you keep Jesus as priority in your life. That means whatever mom and dad tell me to do, if it goes against Jesus, we, we have to make priority Jesus and right. his ways first. Right. Whatever the government tells us to do, if it goes against Jesus, man, right. be careful. And you Jesus know, Jesus didn't say don't wear a mask, but he did say, you know, we should not forsake the assembly of ourselves. It does clearly say that in the Bible. He's to take up your cross and follow Hebrews me. 10, you can still right? do that and wear a mask right. and, mm -hmm. and come to church because masks work, right? And uh, if that's what you believe, then, you know, you should be totally safe uh, to do that. But I think that we actually live in a day when I see this more clearly than I've ever seen it at any other time in my life. Yeah. And, you know, we're pastors of a church of hundreds of people. Thank mm -hmm. God for that. Yeah. And we really, aside from our one bout with it, we really haven't seen anything in all yeah. the months that we've been here. And this has been a year now. Mm -hmm. Like, we've been going through this for one whole year where you've seen people hold back, stay back, fear back. Well, I just can't really do anything. I can't really move forward because of this fear factor. What about my dad? What about my mm -hmm. mom? What about my brothers, my sisters, this and that, and the other, my kids? And so we're going to say, I can't come where I've never seen it as an either or. No, we can protect family and still be in church. We can, yeah. you can accomplish both things. Yeah. And so, again, I, that's something I've said. And over years before this, a lot of times I would see it, well, hey, I can't come to church because my family's in town. I can't come to church because, right. you know, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, Jesus is cool and he's great. I'm going to follow him, but not not with families, you know, if it's not yeah. convenient or absolutely convenient, nothing else going on. I, I just think that's something we have to evaluate. We really do. That, yeah. He says, you can't love others more than me and be worthy of me. Yep. Absolutely. And I, honestly, Bill, the, the scripture that keeps coming to my mind as you're talking about this is the, I, don't, I forget where it is right now, where it says, it says, what gain is it to you that gain the whole world and still lose your soul? It's coming up. Oh, I'm sorry. We're and, have and, it. Yeah. These things are out of whack, he's saying. You're, right. you're out there chasing the wind. You're out there chasing after the world. You're, after, you're trying to appease everybody. You're doing this. And you're, every time you do that, you're lowering me as your priority. Right. And you're, you won't choose me. And when you're not right. choosing Jesus, you're choosing death. Right. That's what you're doing. Well, well a know? cross is sacrificial, and it is risky. And it yeah. says whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And there's some, and this is the surrender part because you actually find your life when you're willing to surrender. If I'm not willing to sacrifice or lay down my life to be obedient, what good is my Christianity? Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, I don't want a soft, no risk world. I am not looking for that. This this whole thing that we've been involved in over the last year, and I think it's fair to talk about it because it has been a year, has been. It started out with flatten the curve, and you know, let's take a couple of weeks off and not have restaurants open and whatnot, and we're going to flatten the curve, and then six feet apart, and so on and so forth. But then it came to be no one can get sick, and that's the mantra: no one can get sick. 
And where I thought that was a heavy burden, because the more sometimes we try not to, the more we do. I mean, there's some people, they were the most mass crazy people that I knew. And I mean, they were all about it. They still got sick. So I, I look at it like, well, you know, what was the, what was the point of all these things? You know, you try to protect, try to protect. And I think there are spiritual things that are even more dangerous than what COVID is. You know, as we get away from the Lord and we start to fade from that fellowship and we start to fade from our responsibility and comfort becomes King instead of Christ becomes King. I think that's going to be a problem. But again, just to tackle that one statement, I don't want a soft, no risk world. Yeah, absolutely. Because there, what's going forward if you're, if you're not risking things, if right. you're not stepping out, I mean, you, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be content in your own little bubble here right. uh, where, where you're not ever called to be content in your own little right. bubble. You're out there supposed to be serving people. And that sometimes that's risky. Right. Sometimes it takes being vulnerable and getting out there, you know. And well, and as a your, church, are we saying that we wouldn't like? What if we were called upon as a church to go visit sick people and help them because there's nothing else to do and we put ourselves at risk? Are we saying we wouldn't do that? I think it's been our position from the beginning that says, "Hey, you know what? We're here to serve the people, right? And if that means I got to go to somebody's house, I'm here for that. And I, and I take you a know, risk. I'm going to be cautious, yeah. But I'm certainly not going to see to your point earlier about you know, uh, you know, certain certain ramifications." of this you know happening in other ways stress ruins our bodies right stress is killer you know and worry and and fear i mean my goodness you you walk around fearful all the time you're compromising your immune system just in uh, immune system just in that anxiety you know yeah well i think it's not rational i think a lot i've been through irrational fear before and i had mm -hmm. it like that's how i got my i had to rationalize it like i had to get myself off the ledge to say well bill this is not in fact happening these things you're worried about are not in fact happening and so you can't be stressing about these things. And I got myself out of it. I, it never came back, which I was happy about. But one pastor I was talking to this morning, and he just said that we live in a world where no one wants, no one accepts pain. You know, it's like, oh, you that's can't, a great point. you yeah. can't have pain. But, but in following Jesus, I mean, there's going to be some pain and some sacrifice. And he's saying, we live in a world that doesn't want pain. So you want to medicate everything you want. You're going to way over medicate opiates. You're going to way over medicate uh, in antidepressants because you can't, no one wants we're so soft as a nation we can't accept pain we can't accept risk and again that's not what i want now as a photographer there are times some of the best pictures i've ever gotten are pictures that i got because i was willing to go out on nights where no one mm-hmm. else would mm-hmm. and whether that was a storm was coming i took my kayak out or recently in a blowing driving snowstorm 9 30 to 10 30 at night i'm out on the street and uh, on bridge street I'm photographing snow whipping at me. It's brutal cold. It feels frostbite mm-hmm. cold. The it was the wind chill had to be zero. I mean, it's really, really, really something. But I got beautiful pictures. Those out of that. were some great pictures, right? And that yeah. happens because you're willing to go out there mm-hmm. again. I I can't be a hundred percent safe. I can't worry about oh, as, as a pastor, is everything one hundred percent safe? Well, Jesus Christ did not call me to say, hey, listen, before you meet together, I want it to be 100% safe. And let's make sure no soldiers are going to come in and disrupt this. And and let's make sure no harm is going to come first. And let's make sure, no, he just said meet, right? Well, absolutely. And I, I and under your point here of surrender, I mean, that's what we're talking about is just having a surrendered heart. I mean, that's what uh, Psalm 51 says. He says, you know what? You know what God desires? A broken and contrite heart. Right. That requires some pain. Right. That requires some vulnerability. That right. requires admitting what we're actually dealing with right, right now, right. you know, and and not trying to sugarcoat things, uncovering, uh, uncovering the true 
things right. that you're dealing with, you know, that's painful sometimes, right. man. But you have to endure that time because through that trial, through that pain, you're going to see joy. You're going right. to see things come out of that that's going to be beneficial, but you have to be right. ready to you, endure it. You, you have know? to give things up. And, and typically what I find, too, is if somebody's not attending church, they're probably not serving either. Mm. Right. I mean, if you're not here, you don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I've talked to people throughout this whole year long process and I've talked about like major things happening in the church. And they had no idea. Like they had no, oh, wow. I mean, they were shocked when they found out how many people were coming to church. They were shocked when they found out the celebrated recovery was still continuing. They're shocked by all these things. And I'm like, these are all like normal things. I mean, if you were here, you would know that. And obviously, you know, they're not serving in an Awana or a kids mm -hmm. ministry or a youth group or right. even attending a small group because this, these would all be seen as risky activities. Apparently going to the store is not and going to restaurants not, but somehow yeah, going and, to and churches. But know, that's where you got to surrender because to me, if you don't give up, where's your gain? I, I don't want to be I don't want to be a coward. I don't want to be somebody who's going to hide behind everything until when it's a hundred percent safe. I'll come out. My goodness, that would right. mean I'd never walk to a trash can when I heard thunder. Right. Well, I you think uh, you know to play the to play their advocate. I think some of them are saying, "Well, I'm serving my family by keeping them safe and by keeping them protected and everything." But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you from a pastoral standpoint that the best thing you can do to serve your family is to keep them involved in God things, right. to keep them involved in serving in church, to keep them involved in these you know, uh, extracurricular activities that the church is putting on, like Celebrate Recovery, for example. Right. If you have an addiction, a hurt, habit, and hang-up, you're not serving your family by not coming to that. Right. You need to serve your family by coming right. to something like that right. and getting involved because... That's how you serve your family, you know. Right. So surrender to the process. You know what I mean. Right. Surrender to these things. Well, that's where you trust God for these things. Mm -hmm. Now we we are fortunately for our church thus far. You know, a year in, we haven't had. We've had people who got sick. We haven't had too many long term repercussions. Some yeah. people have that didn't. They didn't get sick here. I mean, they weren't even right. in attendance at church. Right. But yeah, I mean, there there are some that had some lingering effects. But you know, for the most part, you look at all the families that come on a Sunday morning. There are literally hundreds of people come here every Sunday. Yeah. And and thank God. I mean, we've been fine. You know, we're Praise good shape. Lord. We're fine. Yeah. And we're healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't know of anyone at Eagleville right now that even has COVID. And so we're we're grateful for those kind of things. We, we've just kind of surrendered to this. We can't control that. Right. We can't control what people do. We can't control. Right. We, we're not in the business of controlling right. those things. When we, and you, I appreciate your leadership where every day you're checking the numbers of our county. Every right. day you're checking these things. You're making sure, hey, guys, if this spikes this way or if we see a breakout in our, this is what we got to do. Right. But for now, what are our eyes seeing? Our county is really low right now in our right. numbers, which praise the Lord for that. Right. So why aren't we meeting? Why aren't we getting together? Right. You know, and that's taking a risk. Well, I would rather, know? seriously, I mean, for me personally, I'd rather be the first hundred people back at church and not the last hundred mm -hmm. people and certainly not the last 10. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the guy that waits till, well, when this world is 100% safe, then I'll participate in it. That, that's just not me. I mean, that's right. not, that's not who I am. That doesn't fit my nature. I understand some people, you know, not everyone's me, not everyone's you. And I get that, but we still have to wrestle through scripture. And the scripture says, if, if you love family more than me, you're not worthy of me. If you try to save your life, you're going to lose it in the end that there's got to be that sur surrender. And even in financial things, I've found when you give, you have more, not less. Mm-hmm. When I get more of my life, I have more of my life. I'm happier. I have a better life. I don't have a less That's better true. life. I have an even better life. So again, who are you going to listen to? Are you going to are you going are we going to listen to Christ? 
or are we going to listen to government? I, I would take Christ over government any day, any day. And it's not even not even close. I will take scripture and the leading of the Holy Spirit anytime. But here's another verse, Mark. Mm -hmm. uh, daily denial. Uh, then Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 16, 24, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Then the same same passage in Luke 9, 23, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Mm -hmm. I like the Luke 9 one because it adds the word daily. And yeah. really, when you give up your life, that's what it is. I mean, you got to take up your cross. It's daily. You follow Christ daily. And mm -hmm. when I think about the cross, I don't think of it as, you know, someone's annoying you. I think it's when you make sacrifices for the Lord, you do the things that God wants you to do. That's your that's your cross. You're willing to sacrifice. You're willing to obey God and whatever God calls you to do. Yeah. Why is that right. a sacrifice? The reason that's a sacrifice is because in our natural state, we do we actually are prone to want to do our own fleshly right. things, meaning works of flesh. Right. What we have to do is decide each morning we're going to crucify our flesh. Right. That doesn't mean physically. That means the right. natural tendencies within us. Right. Because we have a tendency to want to be uh, lustful. What I mean, right. well, I'm not even going to call it out. I'm just saying there's a whole list in Galatians right. 5. Check it out. All well, that's works denial. Of the flesh. I mean, I think that's a denial part. That's your self-denial to say, so, I'm not going to do that. So then you have to make that decision and then say, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes to take up my cross, just like it says in Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. It's Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in my body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave right. himself for me. You making that decision to say, hey, you know what? It's ain't about me anymore. Right. It's about letting Christ live through me, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to admit, let my neighbors see, hey, Jesus is in me. Right. I'm denying my natural tendencies, and I'm just going to give it up to him. Right. Spirit lead me right he's you know? got to be the priority uh, yeah. life takes surrender life takes daily denial yeah. uh no matter where mm -hmm. where you're at and you have to ask yourself what are the things that i'm giving up now some things for us you know we give up time to lead small groups we give up time to meet with people give time to be here to celebrate recovery and i think that's what makes life what it is to me the the time you give up for other people the input that's what makes life worth living great not point, to yeah. me if you put me on a couch and just put me at home, just hanging out with my family, and that's all I ever did, and I didn't touch anyone's life, I, I would wonder if I was living at all. Because if I can't help somebody, if I can't feel like my life is really meaning something, right. and somebody's life is touched, somebody's life is helped, changing, encouraged, I'm making a disciples, I'm told to do in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, if I'm not doing those things, mm -hmm. what is the point of life? And that's always going to be take a sacrifice. It's always going to take denying myself to say, yeah, I could be out playing or goofing around, but you know what? I'm going to give this time up because it's important in the lives of other people. Even I got a note last night, you know, I was teaching and, you know, working with this group and the guy's like, man, I appreciate it so much. And we just wrote back. Wow. Because the stuff they're learning and how they're growing. And we're just sitting down and talking about the Bible and having a, a meal together. I mean, it's awesome stuff. You know, I love it, but also losing is winning. Cause it says, whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it what does it, it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits himself mm -hmm. there's no there's no way that we can try to gain our lives and just oh god i'm going to protect myself i'm going to wind up in my own bubble and make myself comfortable and i'm going to win that is not a winning strategy not at all a winning strategy is losing for christ that's a winning strategy absolutely i i've i've said this uh, and i'll say it again i i don't want to die not living Right. You know what I mean? I want to live for Jesus. Right. I want to know. I want to know what John ten ten says. Right. 
I have come that you may have life and life to the fullest. Right. I want to know that. And you right. know what? Part of that is serving what you just said. Right. You know, because we have come to understand our, our whole lives are pretty much characterized by serving people. Right. We've we've come to understand and to know the true joy that comes when you do serve people. Right. You know, last night at the prayer meeting, we were talking about this group of people that goes up to Ashtabula and serves our homeless community. Right. That guy is so full of joy because right. he can do that, you know, right. and that whole that whole team, you know, because there's people that are being helped and right. served, and they walk away there from there feeling fulfilled, feeling like they were being the hands and feet right. of Jesus Christ. Right. And yeah. Here's yeah. what I hear over and over again from people. Well, it's such a wonderful year. We love COVID and we're comfortable. We're comfortable. And this is the problem in an affluent nation because we get so comfortable that we're not picking up our cross anymore Mm -hmm. and we're not getting our hands dirty. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to get out there and mix it up with people. You got to get, you got to get out in the trenches of life and bear the, bear the burdens with other people and help them out. I mean, that's really what we're called to do. So it's going to be a risk. You know, I think of all those people who come out on our Tuesday morning Bible study, we get 20, 23 guys. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not shy about it. A lot of our Bible studies are really full. People aren't shy about it because they, they want to be there. And Jesus Christ, he invited people and he told the story about being invited to the banquet and how people are like, no, you know, I can't go or yeah. follow me. No, you know, I got to try out my oxen. I need to go work on this with my family. I need to do this. And they gave him a million excuses. And he went out and grabbed the other people, kind of what we would see as the addicts and the prostitutes yeah. and, and people who were down and out. And he grabbed them and he said, oh, I'll fill my house with them. If yeah. the people that are rich and That's affluent right. and they don't want to come because they're so comfortable, I'll get the people that aren't so comfortable and yeah. I'll call them. And and that to me would be a revival. I, I'll take whoever wants to come, to be honest yep. with you. But we got to think about that. Losing is winning at the end of the day. Jesus is the priority. We got to surrender and there's got to be a daily denial. And you have to ask yourself and challenge yourself, am I doing this? And like not of opinions of doctors, opinions of governors, what about Jesus Christ and waiting his opinion and saying this opinion is the most important of all? Because spiritually speaking, I'm concerned for the people. I realize we definitely need to be out there and helping others. You guys all have a great and awesome blessed week.